Hey everyone, before we get to the podcast, I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about the Three Rivers Golf Tour. This Saturday, out at Brookwood Golf Club, the Three Rivers Golf Tour is hosting its opening event of the season. It is the Kings John Services Open. Uh, go on their Facebook page or their website at threeriversgolf.com to register Pay the entry fee, be a part of this fun event, get into the gross division or the net division. Uh, it's going to be an awesome season for this tour. Uh, traditionally always kicking off at Brookwood, one of my favorite courses. Of course, I've played since I was a kid. Of course, where I have my own personal record, uh, scoring record on. So should be an awesome Saturday. Looks like the weather is going to be pretty decent. Uh, get out there, get signed up and play. Uh and now let's get to Johnny and I previewing the WGC match play this starting this Wednesday in Austin, Texas. Welcome to your best bets. We are in the midst of March Madness right now with the NCAA tournament. And we also have a little March Madness in golf coming this week with the WGC match play. Uh, joining me to discuss all of that, discuss what we saw at the Honda Classic, Johnny Strauser. What up, Johnny? Phil, good to be here again and good to talk about some golf. Let's uh, get, Let's get to it. Before we get to the golf, let's let's just talk about what we've seen. The first uh, we, we're recording this nine twenty on uh, Monday night, so right at the end of round two of the NCAA tournament. Uh, impressions thus far. Hey, it looks like the Big Ten is going to win a game here. Yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Michigan's going to close it out. But this has been—I mean, you know, normally the tournament is pretty wild with upsets, but this especially. And and I think if you're surprised by this. You, you may not really have been following as much because I think as crazy as the uh, uh, as the season has gone with the COVID stuff, with the lack of fans, and the fact that everything's done in Indiana here, it's it's a little out of character. And, and a lot of times after these guys have uh, these basketball players have have basically been in quarantine and and everything, trying not to be, be get exposed and whatnot, it's probably weighing on them because they've been dealing with this since before Thanksgiving and lots of upsets, lots of uh, um, uh, really interesting matchups. And it, it's been fairly exciting to watch. I mean, you know, it, it kind of sucks if you're a big 10 fan, like really, really, really sucks. But, you know, yeah. as far, if you like, if you like, uh, you know, just kind of the unpredictable here, then this is, this is how it's going. And I, I listened to your show with, uh, with Nate here, um, earlier uh, last week and uh, um, have to first applaud uh, Nate there on the Oral Roberts pick over Ohio State. Man. Unfortunately, I, I didn't tail it because I, I I didn't think it had a chance as good as Ohio State had been. But, man, he, he, picked, a, he picked the money line on that and didn't even back down. So he no. kept talking about it, and, I mean, that was a great pick. I know you had Ohio uh, covering against Virginia. I know you didn't have winning outright, but at least the cover there, um, which right. which was a real savvy pick there. You know, seeing how 
Virginia had been having issues with the COVID stuff. So they were kind of in a, in a little uh, quote unquote trap game right there. And, and, you know, with a max school usually plays pretty good in the first round there, but you know, some good picks there. There's some, been some ones that, that, that have been some misses, but it's been so unpredictable that, uh, you know, I kind of expect this to continue going throughout the tournament here. And from a betting aspect, I mean, you've really got to do your research here and, and not, not, uh, not expect that you're going to sweep, you know, a single day in, in betting. Yeah. Yeah. I think even going back to the show with Colin, he and I both talked about how good Loyola Chicago was, uh, how mm-hmm. good they were defensively. I, I mean, I don't think either one of us saw what, you know, or could have, could have predicted what we saw yesterday with the, I mean, just a dominant victory over Illinois. Um, yeah, we've had some good picks here, uh, both the podcasts last week. I've had some duds as well. I liked Illinois to win it all. Ouch. Um, we, I think Nate and I both talked about Oregon. We liked Oregon to potentially be Iowa, which happened earlier today. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there were some good ones. This thing is so unpredictable. And like you said, with the, the way the season's gone, um, you know, a lot of teams having to stop and start a lot, this tournament, really had unpredictable written all over it. And I think I saw that it had a record number of upsets already uh, through the first three days. And uh, I mean, right now we're sitting with a live, live number on Loyola Chicago as the third favorite to win the NCAA championship. That's insane to me. They're at plus 900, but you know what? They could easily, easily get to the final four with the path they have now. Um, Houston's also at plus 900. Of course, the top two are Gonzaga and Baylor. Um, I'm still waiting to see what Alabama is going to come in at if they can uh, they can beat Maryland tonight. I still like Alabama's chances, uh, but this thing feels pretty wide open. But you'd have to think at this point you still got to like the top two Gonzaga and Baylor to to have a reasonable chance to win it all. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the one thing that I would I really want to point out here is to watch these two two teams, Baylor and Gonzaga. Um, if they continue to to roll these teams, um, you're gonna have to watch out for that uh, that surprising loss. Um, if if they can win kind of an ugly game, that'll kind of show those guys that they could win win pretty and they could win ugly. And a lot of times, what will happen is is with when these top teams get on these rolls here, they they get complacent and whatnot, and and then they you know they get that one surprising loss by that that hungry team that's gonna come in and beat them. So um, potentially uh, I think Loyola, um, you know, could, could make a run there, you know, as solid as they looked, but uh, it should be interesting to see how this, how this goes, you know, uh, for the rest of this tournament here, because I don't think we're done with the upsets and, you know, we could see a pretty, uh, pretty unique final four compared to uh, what we have in, in the past. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think there, you have a reasonable chance that a double-digit uh, seed could get to the Final Four this season. Um, and and once we get into next week with the Sweet 16, um, yeah, I'm interested to see who's going to have some momentum to keep it going and uh, some really in- interesting matchups that, that no one saw coming. And a lot of this took the spotlight over the weekend from the Honda Classic. At least it did for me. Um, and, and there's a few reasons for that. Number one, um, none, none of my tournament 
uh, win bets or even just bets overall really panned out that well. All the the picks that we posted on Facebook and Instagram, they were they were all sort of in the mix for a while. Shane Lowry on Saturday looked like he was going to make a run, and then he dropped off the face of the earth the last twenty seven holes. Um, Tringali was in the mix for a while. Keegan Bradley, they all got to like the precipice of contending, and then they just kind of dropped off. And uh, it was really just Matt Jones's week, and this guy. Uh, with the second win, he hasn't won in seven years since the 2014 Houston Open. Um, it, I guess the main thing that came out of it was his pace of play is just purely inspirational. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. I um, I think they were showing his some of his shots from uh, from address to you know when he actually hit the ball was you know five or six seconds, and it's just like. It, that stuff's fun to watch because it, it keeps keeps the pace to play going and it's it's you know it, it just shows that you don't necessarily have to um you know take 30 40 50 seconds over the ball um to, to be able to hit hit good golf shots and um you know the fact that he was he, he played quick is is nice it's just nice to see because there isn't that downtime um but that's that 61 he shot the first day when, you know, nine under par on that golf course. And I know the winds were down, but the golf course is still pretty tough. And that pretty much just kind of set the pace for the week there. And he, he basically just hang on, you know, hung on for a few days and, and uh, just outlasted everybody at that point. But he raced out so quickly there and, and, and beat the field by a few shots the first day that uh, it, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy win, but it was as easy on the PGA Tour as, as you know, you could probably get. Yeah. There was, yeah, we'll talk about it just real shortly, but he even withstood uh, JB Holmes uh, on Sunday, you know, the, the pace car trying to slow him down and he, he, he got through that. Um, Yeah. Five shot win. It's as, it's as easy as a win as you'll see. And it's kind of weird because Aaron wise was up uh, as much as six shots on the front nine on Saturday. Um, But some putting, some significant putting issues really got him on Saturday and, and Sunday. Um, this tournament though, for me, it just, it just lacked any pop. There just wasn't a lot to it. Um, it's one of the few where I, I, I didn't see a lot on Saturday and Sunday. I saw a little bit. Um, and to be honest, it, probably part of it was, was, you know, my, my bets not truly contending or Really, it just wasn't that interesting, and and we've had such an amazing run of tournaments since January. Really, even going back to the fall. I mean, this is maybe one of the first events since the fall that I really didn't pay a ton of attention to. I was following it, but and maybe that's because we had this amazing run with all the good West Coast events, and then we had a really good WGC in Florida, and then the Arnold Palmer, and you know the Players Championship. So I think we're due for a letdown. Um, and then also coinciding with the NCAA tournament. Um, and this is a great golf course. It's usually a great field. The field wasn't great this year, but um, it just felt like this was sort of a letdown spot in the schedule and then a letdown tournament with the timing of other sports. No? Yeah, it's absolutely spot on with everything there. It, it, it is. It's one of the tougher golf courses that the PGA Tour players play. It's really, really close to a lot of where a lot of them live. I mean, a lot of them are in either Jupiter or uh, or West Palm. 
and a lot of them stay at their their homes and just commute to the tournament. But e- even these big guys, they they just they don't want to play in it because of the uh, part of it's the course is hard, but also um, it's just a they need a week off there because they've got. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of good Florida tournaments there, and then it's sandwiched in between the Players Championship and the WGC, which starts a day early in in Texas. So it's just it's an ideal spot for the PGA Tour players, like the really really good players, to take a week off. And it's too bad because um, you know, four, five, six years ago, this thing was uh, attracting a lot of really good players, uh, because they wanted to play the tough golf course. And with it being a home game for a lot of them, um, it just made sense, but it, you know, it, it didn't, the, the actual event wasn't that good because, you know, cause it was a blowout and you, it lacked the star power, um, of what these normal events have. And usually we can get away, you know, get away with it. Like you and I being uh, hardcore PJ tour fans, we can kind of get away with, uh, you know, it doesn't matter because they're all pretty good. But, yeah, with all the other stuff going on, it just it was the perfect recipe for, um, you know, just something we just needed to kind of take a take a weekend off from, unfortunately. And, and our bets uh, really showed that they took a weekend off as well. So this is one of those things that, uh, that, that didn't work uh, after a long string of success that we've had. Um, I'm, you know, ready to get back on it here and, and, uh, you know, start the train back up and, and, and get it going in a positive direction. Yeah. Unfortunately we go to a tournament where it's, uh, it's, 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 it's probably tougher to predict in the NCA tournament. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. Any, any last thoughts on Honda, any other golf news? I guess the only thing I can think of is, uh, Brooks Kepka going under the knife again, it appears like with another knee surgery that could potentially keep him out through the masters. Yeah. I, I saw that he, he posted on Twitter. Uh, I believe it was on Sunday that, uh, had knee surgery and, I think that puts his masters in jeopardy there, which, which is devastating. And I, I am, I'm a little bit shocked by it, but um, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to get done and everything like that. And I think that uh, really hinders his chances to be successful in the masters if he even plays in it, but it might be one of those things where he, he takes, takes a little while off there and, and tries to get healthy because he said, before, after he got, uh, he initially injured the, the knee, he tried to come back too early, and he's not going to do that this year. So, you know, we'll, we'll see on that. Um, the only other thing that I saw, because um, the tournament, you know, again, isn't really worth discussing anymore. Uh, it was actually today that uh, Roy McElroy hired, I think it was uh, Pete Cowan as his swing instructor, uh, very, very famous swing instructor. Um, that could be good. That, that could be really good news because I think that'll – that might, you know, we, we've talked about Rory on the show and, and uh, last oh, week when we were talking about Rory, mm-hmm. you know, he, when he admitted that uh, he was chasing distance and everything like that, uh, he's, this guy's not going to get him chasing distance. He's going to get him more swinging like he had more on top of the ball and something, uh, something positive looking forward, uh, looking further down the line here, but looking, uh, lo- looking like something, um, could be in the works here as far as uh, him getting a little bit better here. I I, I can't think of an, a guy that we've talked about more on this with, without without 
actually winning it, and then you know Rory the last I don't know five ten events and uh, be interesting to see if he can get back on track at, at, at an event that I think he could get back on track uh, this week uh, where he's won in the past uh, 2015 winner of this event it's the WGC match play um, this event changed uh, over the course of time it used to just be a uh, bracket style you know top 64 players um and then the pga tour decided well enough of our big players are not getting to the final eight guys the final four guys so they changed the format to um it's it's sort of a pod style round robin uh competition for the first three days where you play the the other three guys in your group head to head um and with 16 pods containing four players that's the 64 players and the 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 players with the best record through the first three days of each pod advance to the final 16 and then they play a bracket style round of 16 eventually to the the, the championship match I was not I didn't love this uh, uh, I guess this version of this tournament for a while but I've come around to it I think it it, it does identify the best player probably by Friday the last you know the last day of the round robin play and uh, it, it it essentially does give us a I guess a better batch of of players a probably a better batch of big bigger names making it to the weekend um and this is entertainment and uh i would rather see rory mcelroy playing dustin johnson than rory mcelroy playing um gosh i'm i'm thinking of a random name victor perez you know someone like that um (laughs) i just i happen to see his name um or, or adam long someone like that you know so um do you like this style compared to what it used to be yeah, I do. Um, because a lot of times these guys would, would come in there and if they were a one and done, I mean, you, you know, if they, if they didn't play well and, and on the PGA tour, all these guys are good. So, I mean, they, they weren't guaranteed to even play on Thursday, but, uh, um, you know, I think they were losing guys in the field, um, because the, it's based on world ranking points, the top 64 in the world, get invited and anybody who doesn't want to play, then they go to 65th, 66th, 67th, and so on to, to get them uh, into the field to fill, to fill out the field of 64. But I like it because it does give them uh, a guaranteed three matches. So they play one on Wednesday, one on Thursday, one on Friday. And then at that point, that's when they uh, the winner of each group comes out and then they play um, you know the bracket-style 18-hole uh, elimination match after that so it, it, it'll allow you that if you do have a little bit of an off day and you tie a match or or even lose that you can get back into it so it it does favor the better golfer because generally they're going to win more matches i mean it, obviously it doesn't guarantee it but it at least will increase the potential for star power to make it into the weekend Right. Yeah, there is no guarantee. I, I mean, a good player, the last time this was held in 2019, won Kevin Kisner. He's not necessarily a star, but he's a really solid player, really solid name. Bubba Watson won the year before that. I think in 17, we had Dustin Johnson. So there have been some really quality winners the last five, six years of this tournament. From a betting angle, you could go about this tournament uh, like several different ways. You could 
you could try to predict the winner uh, pre-tournament, which is incredibly tough. Um, it's incredibly tough in a regular tournament. It's incredibly tough in this tournament because you're not even sure if the guy that you bet will make it to the final 16. Um, uh, something we were just talking about a little bit ago that I think we're both uh, in favor of is is betting uh, group winners. Uh, so you have sixteen groups. You can there's odds on each player to win that group. That's a that's a fun way to do it. You can do individual matches day by day. Um, I I like the the betting the group winner. Maybe placing one or two pre tournament bets, but then also seeing what the live numbers are. Say come Friday, come Saturday when the round of sixteen happens, um, and then see what the live bets look like. I think you could do a lot of live bets on the eventual winner. Um, either way or any way you go, it's in, it's going to be incredibly tough to make money on this event. I think, don't you think? Oh yes, this this is one that uh, I, you know we we've played in the fantasy golf as well, where we've picked had to pick players and whatnot, and it's it's so hard to to do that. I mean, to find a guy who's going to win, generally it's going to be one of the top you know five six players most likely that's going to win, but there's no guarantee. And I mean, you could you get a guy like you know, let's just say a John Rahm or something like that, that loses his first match and maybe he ties the the second match. He basically is eliminated at that point. So then you've lost him for the whole tournament. And this is going to be hard enough to make money on to begin with. I I don't, I'm not going to pre-tournament bet anybody or at least recommend it for the win. I'm going to focus on for tomorrow uh, for Tuesday is betting, the groups I like betting group winners because they're all going to be at plus odds, so they're all going to have decent odds here. We're going to hopefully find some value on that, and then I'll probably bet individual matches. You know, I'll get up in the morning and, and see kind of who I like or the night before and see who I like and, and go from there. But you you got to kind of wait to pick a winner later on in the week because you just never know. I mean, guy, like I said, if a guy loses a match on Wednesday, he's automatically. Um, behind the eight ball as far as being able to to uh advance there because if you lose to that guy and that guy happens to win another match he then has the tiebreaker and then he's the guy you know the higher seed there is most likely going to end up uh advancing out of that match so be very careful who you bet i would focus on smaller groups like these these group winners and focus on individual matches and then if you feel comfortable attacking the winner on the weekend once the 16 guys are decided then then go from there um I respect your strategy. I do. I unlike you am I I will probably burn some money and I, I actually already have. I've, I've already bet three guys to win uh pre-tournament here. So we we're not gonna go through the odds like we traditionally would, but um I will tell you that I did place a bet on Paul Casey to win this tournament at plus twenty six hundred. Jordan Spieth in his uh in his home state of Texas uh, at plus twenty six hundred. And uh, my guy Willie Z going going back again at plus fifty five hundred. Those are my three pre tournament bets that I placed uh, this far. Uh, those are all on DraftKings. Um, we're gonna go through each group and uh, talk about each group for about a minute or two and make our thought, uh, give our thoughts and maybe our picks on each group. And 
and then maybe any any final bets there at the end. Uh, so in group one, and these are all randomly drawn. So there's a top 16 player in each group, and then there's a, a, a guy that's uh, 17 to 32 and ranked basically based on the official World Golf rankings. And then it goes 33 to I'm losing I'm losing the math here 47 or eight. Um, so basically, there's there's a top 16 player in each group, and they're paired with three other guys. Uh, group one is uh, I I had to look at this group again and say can is, can anyone beat this guy? But Dustin Johnson, uh, number one player in the world, is with Kevin Na, uh, Robert McIntyre, and Adam Long. Uh, that is not your uh, that is not a, a a crew you would normally have to worry about. Is is DJ going to run away with this group? Well, okay. So so first, the the difference between this event and a regular event. Um, not only is the bracket style, but it's match play. It's not a stroke play event. It's not your total score through your cumulative 18 holes score or 72 hole. You're Good playing against one guy and you bet him or you're playing him hole versus first hole versus his first hole. So if yes. you get a, if you, if you, you and I were playing, you score a four on the first hole. I score a 10. You're now one up. But that doesn't mean you're up by six. You're just up by one. So right. we just move on to the next one here. Right. So right. the strategy for picking match play players generally, generally is to find guys who make a lot of birdies and to find guys who are good putters. Putter guys who can make putts can hang with anybody on on the tour here because these guys are, there's there's not much difference between the first ranked guy and the sixty fourth ranked guy as far as ball striking. But the guys who make the putts this week are the ones that are going to advance. With sure. that being said, Dustin Johnson does everything really, really well. I really, really like him. The only guy that gives me a little bit of worry is Kevin Na because when he gets that putter going, he can he can win a match based on that putter there. However, um, I'm probably going to recommend him on uh, um, you know when we post our bets here. I think Dustin Johnson at plus 100, um, not very good value, but I, I can't see him not coming out of this this first group. Yeah, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because the type of guy that would be maddening to play in match play is the guy that keeps it in play. He's always got 15, 20 feet for birdie, and like you said, he can roll in putts. Uh, so Kevin Na fits a lot of that profile. He hasn't been playing great lately. He he withdrew from the Players' Championship when I think he was like seven or eight over uh, early on in that tournament. Um, so I don't know if he's necessarily in great form right now where we have to worry about him. So I will also pick DJ because it just on paper, that one, it one seems hard to see any of those other three players beating him, um, in that group. Uh, group 16 is Sanjay M who's the top ranked player in the group. He's at plus plus one seventy. uh, Victor Perez, uh, Mark Leishman and Russell Henley in that group. A uh, pretty good group of ball strikers overall. Uh, Sunjay seems to be playing pretty well overall. Um, who you like there? Ooh, this one's this one's tough. M is probably is probably your best option here. Mark Leishman, though he kind of he hasn't been playing great, but he he's not a bad match play player. Um, I. I'm gonna go with I, I I'd probably go with the favorite. I don't love it though, uh, of, of going Sunjay just because I mean he's gonna do fairways and greens and he's gonna make make his fair share of putts. I'm sure um, of those guys. That's that's probably my guy. Yeah, and and 
I just want to add, I mean, I, I, if I had to guess the amount of the, the top-ranked player from each group advancing, it's probably under seven and a half, right? I mean, it's not, oh, it's yes. not good. Oh, it, yes. this, this isn't going to be a chalk situation like it is, you know, where the best ranked player wins. It's the golf is incredibly volatile and different. Um, I'm actually leaning toward Victor Perez here. Um, maybe because I brought him up earlier, but at plus three fifty, I think he's playing well. Uh, he, he made the players cut and then he had a great weekend, finished top 10. Um, yeah. and he's someone that has really, um, uh, he's, he's made a name for himself on the European tour the last 12 months. Um, I'll take a shot on Perez at plus 350 from that group. Group eight, I love this group. This is this is pretty fun. Uh, Terrell Hatton at plus 185, top ranked player there. Lee Westwood, who's playing been playing incredible, kind of took the Honda off, but I think we all kind of expected that. Sergio and Matt Wallace. It is uh, it's like a European Ryder Cup team here. Uh, this one might be one of the most up in the air groups that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lee Westwood didn't play well, but it didn't mean he didn't have a bad week. He played Augusta national with his son Monday and Tuesday, the week of, uh, of that event. So it was, it ended up probably being a pretty good week for him uh, re- regardless there, but Tyrrell Hatton is such a good player. He's not, I, I don't think he's playing great. One guy I do like here is Sergio Garcia. Um, yes, he lives in Austin. Is is he a member there? I don't know if he's a member there, but it's. I don't know if he's it, a member there, but he he lives in Austin, uh, or you know, that's where his wife's from. Um, I I kind of like him. This is a really tough group to to find a, a clear cut guy though. But um, I, if it's me, if I have to pick somebody from it, I like Garcia just because he's he's played pretty well here before, and he, he did enough at the players to. To, to show that he's relevant still. And, and I see he could probably win a match or two and, and move on. I, I agree with you. Everything you said there. Uh, I, I like Sergio. I like the way he's been playing. He, I think he's going to be kind of in a good mood, happy uh, playing in Austin. Uh, this is his new adopted hometown. Uh, I like his ball striking. Could be that one could go any of four ways though. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, group nine, Webb Simpson is the top-ranked player, but he is not the favorite. The favorite is Paul Casey at plus 160. Mackenzie Hughes and Taylor Gooch round out that group. On paper, you think this would go Webb or Casey's way. Since I made a pre-tournament bet on Casey, I like Casey to win this uh, win this group. Uh, if you look at just the way he's been playing the last couple months with a, a European win, uh, his PJ Tour finishes have been really solid. He was in the Players Championship mix for quite a while. I'll take Paul Casey. Yeah, he's he, he's a really good player still, um, and he does it. This isn't a four round stroke play event, so you know what he seems to struggle on is is stringing four four uh, stroke play rounds together to win a a tournament. So this would be in match play. He's always tough in the Ryder Cup. Um, he's solid player. He hits hits the ball great, and um, I'm. I'm liking Paul Casey in this one. Group four, Colin Morikawa at plus 138, a pretty solid favorite over uh, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, JT Poston. Uh, You would think Morikawa would just be a complete nightmare to play in match play because uh, he's just going to hit it to 12 feet every single time. 
uh, especially like he has the last month, month and a half. Uh, I, I think there's there's a chance Billy Horschel gets he gets that putter going and and he makes a ton of birdies, um, but I think I'd have to just lean toward Morikawa if I was going to bet it. Yeah, I mean he's going to hit a bunch of a bunch of greens. He's just gonna he's just gonna be a machine out there. But it's, it's if he do, it doesn't make putts, he's going to be very very beatable. Um, this tough golf course here, and Max Homa got a couple weeks off, uh, rested up, plays tough golf courses really, really well. Played the West Coast great. Um, even even after even playing concessions, um, uh, Florida golf course that he uh, uh, after playing seven or eight weeks in a row, he still played well there. So I'm actually going to lean Homa on this one here. Um, I think he's you know obviously a solid player, and I think the golf course is going to suit really well for him. And I think this is going to be, this is the start of a uh, kind of a breakout year for him. And I don't know if he's going to win another event this year, but I think we're going to see him in contention a lot more. And I, I can see him and find pretty good value there at plus 300 um, getting out of the, this group. I like that play. I like, I like Max. He, he's, he's definitely becoming more consistent. It seems and, and more than just a West coast guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Group 13, Victor Hovland, plus 138. Uh, Abe Anser, Burnt Wiesberger, Kevin Streelman. Uh, I can't believe Kevin Streelman's in the top 64. Um, I know who I like here, but he, I, I, don't, I, I can't trust his putting, but I think I'm going to take him anyways. Who do you got? I, out of this group, like Abe. Um, okay, me too. He's a pretty good match play player, pretty good iron player. If that putter, I don't know if, you know, he's streaky with that, but he's, he's such a gritty player that he, you know, he's going to hang in there and he played pretty good at the uh, president's cup um, back in uh, 2019 uh, over at uh, Royal Melbourne. Um, I think he went three or he went four and one or three, one and one. And his only loss was when, uh, when, when tiger with the walk off there, but uh, you know, I, I like his game. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm not sure about Hovland. I mean, he's so goofy that you just don't know when he's playing well, and he could just kind of come out of the woodwork and, and blow away this field. But answer at plus two twenty five looks like some good value to me. I was gonna say that about Hovland. There's 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 a world where he he goes three and zero in group play, and he just he just destroys everyone with his ball striking and his birdie mm-hmm. making. Um, I would not be shocked, but I'm with you. I'll take Abe as well. Uh, he was great at the Presidents Cup in match play, like you said. Um, ball striking machine, and if he could just get a few more putts to drop, he could make a run in this tournament. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, group five, um, Bryson at plus one twenty five, a really solid favorite. Uh, Fleetwood, Siwoo Kim, Antoine Rosner rounds out the group. Uh, to me, this is this is just Bryson. Uh, I think he will overwhelm this group with his length. Uh, there's a couple of holes at uh, Austin Country Club that you can really. I mean, there's some par fives that he'll be really be be able to take advantage of. Um, I think I think Bryson's going to be a really tough out this week. Uh, based on the way he's played the last two tournaments. Uh, so Bryson one, plus 125, I got to go with that. Yeah, just, just I mean, anybody listening here, um, 
plus one twenty five. Just just bet Bryson to win this. I mean, he could definitely. Obviously, he could lose, but but he could. I mean, Fleetwood's not doing much. Sewell, you just never know if he's going to shoot eighty two or or sixty two. And I don't even ever heard of the other guy. So, but Bryson, though this 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 golf course is going to set up really good for him. Um, and if you feel feel good enough, uh, put a win bet on him uh, before the tournament starts. I that's the one guy I may consider doing that, but I think he'll come out of this group uh, feel pretty good about that. He is the co favorite with DJ and John Rahm and Justin Thomas, uh, four way co favorites at plus fourteen hundred. Uh, group 12. So the winner of this would play the winner of the Bryson group. Tony Fien- I this, this is a good group, actually. This is this is really interesting. P- Tony Fien, now the top-ranked player, plus 160. Kokrak at 280. Uh, Zalatoris at 260. And Dylan Fratelli at plus 400. All these guys have been playing reasonable. Uh, maybe Fratelli, the, the least well-known. But he's he's played some decent golf lately. Um, Zalatoris has been a top-20 machine. Finau can't win still, but he's been. We know what he did on the West Coast, and Kokrak has been very solid. This is a. This is probably, in my mind, the second best group. Uh, I'll take Will Zalatoris just because I think I'm really high on him, and I I think he's ready to make a huge impact week very very soon. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna bet this group, but if I if if I'm gonna bet if I had to pick a guy because that's what we're doing on the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Telly at plus four hundred. Mm. Um, I, I mean, any any one of these four guys could come out of this group, and that's that's when you know it's it's uh, you know pretty even, and you've got a pretty deep group here. But uh, you know, Fino with you just never know with the putting. I mean, but he's he's always been or he was pretty good in the Ryder Cup and in the uh, and in the Presidents Cup. So he, I think he's a pretty good match play player. Zal Torres is a you know. Good, good solid player. Kokrak's been playing well, but I'm going to throw a flyer out there. And if I had to bet, and I don't feel overly great about it, I'm going to throw uh, Dylan Fratelli as the Group 12 winner this week. There's going to be one or two of those guys that you are not going to expect to advance. Uh, your, your Antoine Rosners, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> um, that are going to show up in the round of 16. So Fratelli has as good a shot as anyone of doing that. Uh, group two, I think, is probably the group of death if we're going to go soccer terms here. Uh, Justin Thomas at plus 130. Louis Oosthuizen, who has an incredible match play record in this event the last five or six years. Kevin Kisner, of course, your defending champion. And Matt Kuchar, who was the runner-up uh, to Kisner. Is that yeah, that's correct? In 2019. Yep. Um, and is a good match play player. Not playing great currently. Uh, but between JT, Oosthuizen, and Kisner, that's a that's a really tough one to pick. I'll probably lean I, – I obviously think really highly of JT, but Oosthuizen just kind of shows up once in a while, and he's he, he, he can get really hot, and he can be really tough to beat. So I'll take him at plus 250 here. I think it's a great pick. Uh, JT, if he has – has a little bit of a, a off putting week. I mean, he's he's not going to win. Uh, he's not going to beat Ustazen if if he does that. And Ustazen is just guy. He just kind of plods around, and then but he hits his irons good, and he and he can make putts uh, when he needs to make putts. And I like him a little bit more over Kisner, but plus two fifty. That's that's pretty good, and I think he's that high because you know obviously they're 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 pretty big on JT, but. I don't feel Thomas is is that 
good of a pick here coming from, uh, you know, the win of the players and, and, uh, um, you know, just Usain's game, just solid. He's just going to end up, uh, you know, probably winning enough. And, and I'm going to actually pick him to come out of group two. Both of us on Usain. Um, uh, yeah. yep. That's, that should be a good group though. Group 15. Uh, I think this one's also a really good group. Matt Fitzpatrick at plus 188. Matt Wolf, who's been struggling mightily at plus 400. Uh, my guy Corey Connors at plus 300 and Jordan Spieth at plus 200. Uh, man, this is such a good group because Fitzpatrick and Spieth play a similar game. Fitzpatrick is probably a little bit more accurate off the tee. Um, and then Corey Connors, who's just flushing everything, and he's been playing really well the last two tournaments. I'm really torn on this one, so I'm going to wait for you to pick first. I will, yeah. I I think because the way Spieth's been playing, with it kind of being a home game where he went to college, I mean, you got to go, I'm going to go chalk on this one here. But I could see, again, this is where I could see Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, who's a good putter, um, end up, you know, winning this group. Corey Connors, you're, like you said, he, he's, you know, hitting it just pure right now. He could do it. But I don't know. I think Spieth can make a run in this event. And he, you know, when he makes the, the doubles and the higher numbers here, th- those won't affect him as much because he can just move on and, and he can make enough birdies and, that putter seems to be working just enough there that I think he can he could potentially be pretty scary this week. So I'm gonna go chalk on this one in group fifteen and and pick Jordan Speeth at plus one eighty eight. I I think I have to go Speeth as well. I I mean I did I did already bet him to win the tournament. It would be kind of it would be kind of backwards if I didn't get him <laughs> bet him to advance to the group. But yes. I could I could easily see Corey Connors if he could uh, kind of keep his positive strokes gain putting going but uh spieth in a match play situation um and and the way he's hitting his irons and now with you know all of that sort of coming back i think you just have to keep trusting that this is going to keep going i think he could be a tough out this week as well um uh so i'll take spieth but Corey connors i also wouldn't hate there uh group seven Pat Reed, uh, plus 150, the favorite in this group, Joaquin Neiman, Christian Bezadenhut, and Bubba. Uh, Bubba at plus 400. Uh, man, that's a tough one. Um, Reed is is also a, a really tough guy to play in match play because he tends to up his game. He loves the one-on-one, and uh, he also will make every 10-footer in your face and let you know about it. Um, because of that, I'll probably stick with Reed. Um, I, I like Neiman's ball striking. I like Bazadenhut as a player, and Bubba just pops up. You know, Bubba, Bubba could just pop up and make a run, and you never know when it's coming. Um, and he, you know, we've we've talked about on this podcast. There's Bubba tracks. Well, this is a place that he's won when he feels good. He's happy. He tends to play better. Uh, but we haven't seen a lot from Bubba Bubba the last few events. So I'll take Pat Reed. Uh, see if we get any interesting rules violations this week. <laughs> yeah, Group Sevens. Group Sevens a real tough one as well. Um, any one of those four guys could uh, could could come out of it. I don't like Reed's number at plus one fifty. Um, I, I he's a you know everything you said uh, makes him a, a really good match play player, but he's never been really great in this event. Um, 
Bezadenhut at plus 300 looks really tempting to me. I think I'm going to end up uh, uh, betting him. Neiman, Neiman's a good player, and, and like you said, Bubba just might end up, you know, making a run to to you know the final sixteen or eight or whatever. But Bezadenhut, good player. He's been playing good since uh, since this winter in uh, in South Africa. Um, like the number at plus three hundred, and I'm going to take a chance to see that uh, that he'll get out of this group and uh, advance to the round of sixteen. You're, so far, you're offering more variety than I am. I'm, I'm actually tending to pick more of the favorites, and I know it's not going to end up that way. Uh, so I, I appreciate your your <laughs> willingness to go on on a limb here. Uh, group 10, uh, see another guy that I think would just be incredibly tough to play in match play, Patrick Cantley at plus 138, uh, Hideki at plus 260, Carlos Ortiz at plus 350, Brian Harmon at plus 335. Uh, I, I don't... I don't really love any part of how Hideki's been playing for a, a while. Carlos Ortiz has really stepped up his game the last three, four, or five months since he won in Houston in uh, November. Uh, for me, though, I kind of like Brian Harmon. If I if I don't pick Cantley, uh, he's he just played great at the Players T three, uh, and he kind of is one of those guys that would be frustrating to play in match play. I think. Uh, a good short game, good putter, just gets the ball in the hole. Uh, maybe Brian Harmon for me at plus 335. I, I love that pick. Um, Cantley at plus 138 doesn't offer a ton of value for me. Um, he should be good because, I mean, he's he's just such a great player all around. But, I mean, Brian Harmon, he's won, uh, he's won a U.S. junior before. He's played on the Walker Cup team as an amateur before he went to Georgia. And he's got that that uh you know that pit bull type mentality where you know he's not the not a long hitter um and he's not you know he's not your prototypical pga tour guy but i mean he he has a great short game and if he can get it going like he has been playing and and yeah he played really really well at the players championship i could see that carrying over and plus 335 there's another guy i see with with some good value because I don't love what I've seen out of Cantley and Matsuyama is is kind of hit or miss right now. Um, so the group 10 winner for me, I, I'm going to agree with you. And I think uh, Brian Harmon's a pretty good pick out of this group. It's a tough scene on his tan line on his head. You see that? Oof. Oof. That was, yeah, that's, that's not, it's not great. Fortunately, I don't think that's going to cost him any holes in match play this week, but I mean, I it's, hope not. it's just not, not good in any other aspect though. No, it's not good. Uh, group three, we got four groups left here. John Rahm at going off a of plus one ten. Ryan Palmer plus 300, Shane Lowry, Sebastian Munoz. Mm, uh, I think, I think Rahm eventually wins this event. Uh, he was really close in 2017. He lost to DJ. Uh, I like Ryan Palmer, though. I like Ryan Palmer in this event. He's a Texas guy. He's been playing well. He seems. I think he's playing for a Ryder Cup spot this year. I th- actually think he would be a reasonable fit on that Ryder Cup team at uh, Whistling Straits. So uh, Ryan Palmer at plus 300. That's my guy. That's that's interesting. I I can't see anybody but John Rahm advancing, but I see what you're what you're thinking though. I mean, Palmer's won he won that uh, that team event in Louisiana with 
Rom. So there's there's familiarity with playing against him and with him and and whatnot. Um, but uh, plus one ten isn't isn't really great value when you've got a, a another pretty good player like Palmer. And Palmer always plays well in Texas, doesn't he? I mean, it seems like um, yeah. colonial. He, he seems yeah. to always have a little bit of success, and he can when he gets that. That putter going. I mean, he he's he's generally a, a real solid player. So yeah, he could definitely uh, give John Rahm a run for his money. The, group three is probably going to be a stay away from him for me. But uh, if I don't bet Rahm, I could definitely see Ryan Palmer coming out of that. And and at plus three hundred, that's again that's that's real solid value for the second best player in that group. Group fourteen, I think, is probably the weakest group. Um, of the 16. Um, the, the favorite of the group is Daniel Berger at plus 138, but he he just withdrew from Honda with a rib injury, so we don't know his health. Uh, Harris English has not played well since he won in Kapalua. Brendan Todd doesn't have a top 10 the whole season. His game seems to have fallen back to earth a little bit, and Eric Van Royen uh, is at plus 400, um, who I think we all like. I know I like his potential. I think you do too, but he's been pretty disappointing as well. Um, I think just for value sake, I'll take Van Royen at plus 400, but I really have no take on this group. So I probably won't pick it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. Um, I don't like burger. Don't like English. So it, this is one where if, if you wanted to, uh, you know, put a small amount on one of these last two guys and get some good value on it. Um, you could kind of go either. Brendan Todd, though, has not not played well at all. He's traditionally, at least the last several years, has been a really, really good putter. So he would typically uh, be a good pick for this to come out of this group. But, I mean, he's not been impressive in, at all, really, um, since I can even remember here um, sometime last fall. So... Van Ruin at plus 400 has got really good value, um, real solid player, and I don't think I'll bet this one either, but if you if you want some some good value and you, you don't feel comfortable with the, uh, the other guys in the other groups that we've mentioned, I think he's got one of the best chances at that plus 400 in any of the groups to, to come out of the, and play in the round of 16. I agree with that. I agree with that. If you're looking for a, a deeper number uh, – think he has the most reasonable chance uh all right getting down to the end here uh group six xander shawfle at plus 150 scotty scheffler jason day andy sullivan this is a pretty solid group with the top three playing pretty well um xander's not he's not he hasn't done it for me lately um but i want to see who you got first yeah, I mean he's played well in um, in in this tournament before. Um, I think he, I don't know if he's actually qualified for the round of sixteen, but I know he's been close. Um, he's you know he's just your solid player week in and week out it seems. But he did miss the cut at the Players Championship, and that's a little bit of a concern. Um, Jason Day, though, I, I I when I first looked at the the uh, the groups here with the odds. Not too long ago, at plus two fifty, I think that's a pretty good number. There, he has a really good short game, and he's been hitting the ball a little bit better, finishing a little bit higher um, in these events here. And I, I I'm going to lean him 
I don't know if I can pick a group six winner uh, as far as betting it, but if I did have to bet, I think it's going to be day coming out of that group. He did win this event in 2014 and 2016. So he, he has a history of yeah. being a really good match play player. Um, I like Scotty Scheffler. I think he's the type of player that could excel in this format, making a lot of birdies, Texas guy, Austin guy. Uh, I'll take Scheffler um, to upset uh, Day and Xander in this group. Andy Sullivan just along for the ride. Um, last, <laughs> sorry, Andy. Uh, last group, uh, group eleven. Rory McIlroy plus one thirty. Cam Smith, Lanto Griffin, Ian Poulter. Interesting crew here. Uh, my the one that jumps off the page based on his form the last month is Cameron Smith at plus two forty. Um, I think of this group uh, right now, he's playing the best. Uh, you could argue he's the best putter right now. I, I know Ian Poulter's made a lot of big putts in his career, but if I had to take a guy who's uh, really, you know, feeling the flat stick right now, it's Cam Smith. I'll take my chances with him at plus 240 until I see Rory McIlroy figure something out. Yep, I agree with you there. Um, like we talked about a little bit earlier here in the podcast. Um, for this event, you want guys who can who can make pots. And out of all of those guys, um, I think we we both agree of those four. You, you we trust Cam Smith the mo- most to make putts. He's really really gritty when it comes to just hanging in there, and he, he he'll grind out uh, uh, holes as as long as he can. And I I think at plus two forty, that's really good value. Uh, Ian Poulter, obviously being the uh, this this match play crap that they talk about in that Ryder cup that he seems to just destroy us at. I, I get that, but I, I don't know if he's that good except for that week of the year. So Cam Smith plus two forty. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bet him in the group 11 to get out of into the round of 16. And you know what I just found out here as we were uh, going through all these groups is you can, you can parlay the group winners together if you would like to, um, Oh. which is uh, fascinating to me. Uh, you could, you know, for instance, you know, parlay a Brian Harmon group win with a Eric Van Royen group win. And uh, <clears throat> if you want to get a little crazy, it's going to be, you know, as we always say with these parlays, incredibly difficult, but kind of fun to see the numbers on paper. Um, for instance, Harmon and Van Royen to both advance would be plus over plus 2000. Um, so you could throw a couple of those together and make it kind of fun. Maybe, you know, get more value on Bryson and DJ. If you really felt good about both of them advancing, that would probably up your, your parlay to, I don't know, plus 400 plus 500, something like that. So you can parlay group winners together. Um, that's kind of fun. Um, any other bets or thoughts to the match play before we wrap it? Um, no, we'll have uh, when we post out the the picks. I'll we're gonna take a look at the matches here. Um, I I do kind of like that idea though of of possibly looking at you know adding to you know Dustin DJ only being a plus one hundred. You could always yeah. add to him out of another group there and, and parlay that. But um, should be an interesting event. Again, don't go crazy on this one. I would definitely focus smaller on um, on, on these group bets on the match bets, and then maybe come. 
you know, Friday night, once uh, the round of 16 is decided, then we'll have a much clearer idea of who's got a good chance to win this event. But, um, you know, like I said, don't, don't, don't do too much where we're, uh, we're betting here and uh, uh, betting winners on, on Tuesday night. Yeah. And this events, this event also starts uh, Wednesday. So um, this pod will be up as of Tuesday. Um, so if you're going to bet it, get your bets in by Tuesday night. Um, and uh, like, like Johnny said, individual uh, match bets Wednesday through Friday, you can do that. Um, there's even uh, match props for leaders after a certain number of holes, like leader after three holes, nine holes. I mean, it's crazy. You can do almost anything you want for an individual one, one-on-one match here. Um, so pretty cool. Um, it's it, like I said, you could go a lot of different ways with betting this tournament. Um, Speaking of golf tournaments, you're you're going to be playing in a golf tournament this weekend, Johnny. I will not be, but you will be. You'll be playing um, in the Three Rivers Golf Tour. Uh, Kings John's service is open, correct? Yes. Yep. At Brookwood uh, on Saturday. There. So far, I guess we've got. Uh, um, according to what I've heard, we've had quite a few people that have uh, signed up here. Weather's looking okay. It's going to be a little bit chilly, but there's no rain in the forecast for Saturday. The upper 50s to low 60s, and uh, um, we I think we can still sign up for that. Do you know when the, the deadline is for that? Uh, deadline is uh, Thursday, um, this Thursday, so you have a couple days to get into it. Um, uh, I think it is at 6 o'clock Thursday night, so you can, you can get in two days before, and uh, if you want to try your luck at the gross division, net division, like we talked about in the pot last week, you can do so. Uh, you can get on the th- the, the website of uh, threeriversgolf.com and uh, register there. So uh, best yeah. of luck to you this weekend, and uh, see if you can get a W yourself. Well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, seeing everybody after uh, after winter long winter here, and uh, it's always a f- fun first event because you get to see see some of the guys that you haven't seen since you know August or September. You know, whenever we kind of stopped playing there, so. Looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to competing here in a few days. And hopefully uh, we can be on the show next week. Uh, I'm going to try to be the announces the tournament winner here. That would be, that would be a cool situation. And we can, uh, you know, we can breeze through the, uh, the next tournament, which I think is the, uh, is it the Texas open? I don't know what it is. All I know, Johnny, is that we are basically two weeks out from another master's week. And that is a, that's a great thing to say out loud. Oh. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. Uh, all right. Let's see how we do this weekend. Uh, Johnny, thanks for joining me again. I said, let's make it 35 minutes and I am 20 minutes over. Oh, well, <laughs> it was good stuff. Yep. Thanks for having me on again and uh, best of luck to everybody in their bets and make sure you check it out uh, on the social media here. Cause we're going to have some picks up soon. Yep. Tuesday by Tuesday night, we'll have uh, some picks up your best bet on Instagram, your best bet on Facebook. Everyone. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.